let's get a perspective of what's happening now in Nigeria as it looks to, well, its democracy surely is on a global stage and plateau, is it not, Mr. Issa? Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. Hi, good evening. How are and you? And thanks for hosting me. I'm good. What's happening in Nigeria? What's the latest that you can share with us? Oh, currently, we are currently announcing results by states. We have um, 36 states and uh, federal capital territory. And currently, results are being collated at the National Coalition Center in Abuja, where uh, returning officers from various states uh, in Nigeria come to Abuja and announce results from their states. And um, so far, we've announced... Uh, about 25 states thereabout. I need to confirm that. And then, but then there are complaints here and there about opposition party, about the transparency of the of the entire process. Uh, some opposition party have actually staged a walk a walkout out of the coalition center, demanding that the coalition process should be done more transparency more transparently. However, the chairman of the Independent Electoral Commission had um, insisted to continue. So far, so good. Our results are being uh, collated. We have um, about over 20 states have been collated uh, so far. And we're still expecting looking like um, uh, the entire process would end tonight. So it would take us to another day, maybe the fourth day after uh, polls were closed. Would we'll, uh, keep counting. So far, this is um, the current situation in Nigeria. Okay. Um, could you confirm with us so far what the critical numbers are? The Nigerian population, those who are registered to vote, those who actually turned out to vote the candidate list the political parties represented how many states in the state of nigeria for somebody who doesn't live there so this is still very much an abstract conversation could you embellish your response with the critical numbers that will help give context perhaps to the election of course the nigerian election is very important at a regional level of course it's a member of ECOWAS. nigeria is the continent's largest population it is the largest economy followed very closely by south africa and egypt so what happens in nigeria in many respects has got certainly continental impact i actually nigeria we have um a 36 state and the federal uh, the federal capital territory we have 93 million registered voters, which is which is believed to be uh, probably one of the largest in the in Africa. We have uh, 87 million people that had. No, I'm struggling to hear you. I'm sorry, um, Mr. Moshud Issa. Um, I'm just going to refer you back to the production team. We are certainly struggling to hear you right now, and I don't want to in to 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 compromise the, the 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 worth of otherwise this conversation and just the pure broadcast integrity of a very staggered line but for those who are joining us in conversation and maybe they are south africans or they are nigerians i beg your pardon in south africa i wonder if as a nigerian in south africa you are in a position to vote 
outside your country, as oftentimes South Africans are able to vote outside. What your political views are? Are there any Nigerians even listening to this conversation whilst they are here in South Africa? Are there any South Africans or anybody in Nigeria right now who is engaging this conversation who could offer alternative perspectives or just conversations in relation to the mood, the sentiment on the ground? I know Uhuru Kenyatta, former head of state, was in Nigeria as part of the oversight of the many bodies that are there represented to ensure the integrity of the election. Former President Tabombeki as well, at last account, was one of the representatives sent by the continental body, the AU, to go and, and watch what was happening over there. So what is happening for those of you who are in one way or the other connected to the Nigerian general election? Now, of course, Nigeria has, and I did mention this earlier on, had 93 million voters with great difficulty, headaches, delays, and technical issues, it turns out, anyway. More than 24 hours after the polls closed, some Nigerians were still voting in Africa's largest democratic exercise. The numbers apparently are staggering. Nigeria has just shy of 177,000 polling stations or units, and voting passed without incident, at least that's the report in the majority of them. That, however, has been, it is reported, overshadowed by widespread reports of delays, technical issues, and attacks and voter intimidation in some polling stations. Now, I wonder if Moshud is back on the line. Mr. Issa, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Yeah, let, let's hope the line will persist now. Can you, as I'd asked previously, just to recap, give us the critical numbers that will give us a better impression of a Nigerian election, the magnitude of it all, and the critical detail that lies on the balance following this general election. Okay, so like you had initially said, we have 93 million registered voters. However, we have 87 million uh, people who had collected their permanent voters card. The permanent voters card is the card that enables you to vote on election day. Without your permanent voters card, you'd not be able to vote. So we have 18 political parties. So we can say we have 18 uh, contestants uh, contesting for this presidential election, out of which only one female, uh, the, the remaining are male. Remember, in 2019, we have 91 political parties. After the 2019 election, we were able to reduce the number of political parties based on the fact that Many of those political parties did not win any election. We had to uh, deregister those political parties. So we have um, 18 political parties. However, among those 18, there are four candidates who are considered at the... Yeah, this is not nice. It's a pity um, because this is an important story. You know, the geopolitical value... Nigeria offers to the continent and, and, and the special relationship. I'm going to say special, sometimes love, sometimes hate, sometimes everything in between that South Africa enjoys with Nigeria. This becomes a very important story. It was only, what, last month that we had the uh, diplomats of the Nigerian embassy on air here in South Africa just to give an account of the relationship that the two nations share and perhaps to engage the conversation of some things that bind us and some things that remain thorny and sticky issues. Now, a conversation in relation to Nigeria's general election becomes an especially important one to perhaps foster better relations, better understanding, 
information, that becomes knowledge, that becomes a better facility to engage the issues as is arising from that information stroke knowledge. That's why we have these sorts of conversations. So the time is 21:23. We are struggling now to have that clear line with my guest. Let me read for now this message with the hope that we can field a call or two as to what impressions are made by the Nigerian general election on you at home, ordinary South African folk, but I'm especially minded to ask for participation from the Nigerian community that is in South Africa and is listening to us. A message. Songhezo, the opposition parties in Nigeria are playing a dangerous game as people can't expect, can't expect to win votes due to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I think the decision by the opposition parties to leave the counting area is tantamount to thuggery and could bring that country into disrepute and violence. So people must learn to accept either the loss or win during the elections. That's the view of Tulani. I'm trying one more time with Mr. Issa. Mr. Issa, are you there? Mr. Issa, are you there? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we are, we are struggling to hear you. Let's hope now the line for the final time, I'm going to give it one more try, will hold. Do you want to carry on from where you left off? Yeah, I didn't know where I left off. <laughs> You're still giving us an account as to the landscape of the election in Nigeria. Yeah, so like I said, there, there are 18 candidates running for the election, out of which four of them are considered the top runner. And for the first time in Nigeria, elections will not be a two-horse race between uh, the ruling party and the major opposition party. We have uh, two more political parties that are, being, that are considered among the uh, top runners. So, so far, um, election has been keenly contested. And unfortunately, in some cases, it has been divided along religious and tribal lines. So, however, the election has been very, very competitive. And, um, again, the election is important because it's the first election will be conducted, first national election will be conducted under a new legal framework. A new electoral act was signed uh, on 25th February 2022. So this is the first national election we will be using to conduct uh, under the new electoral framework. It is also important to note that the new electoral framework now guarantees uh, the uh, deployment of technology to conduct elections. However, there have been complaints around the use of uh, technology, around the fact that uh, presiding officers or election office, office, officials were not um, adhering to some of these uh, laws, were not uploading results on the election uh, result viewing portal. And this has led to the major opposition party staging a workout from coalition. But so far, coalition is still ongoing at, this, at the national capital, Abuja, and the results are trickling in. Over 20 states has been announced. And uh, from what is, we, are being, we are currently receiving, uh, the, the currently the ruling party is actually uh, leading so far. But uh, currently, this is the situation of things in, uh, in Nigeria. Let's talk about the... Front runners. There's Bola Tenubu of the ruling APC party. There's Atiku Abubakar from the PDP. There's Peter Obi from the lesser known Labour Party who 
if reports are to be believed, who has just recently won the state of Lagos, beating influential ruling party candidate in that area, Bola Tinibu. Could that be a sign of anything that is yet to unfold? But more broadly speaking, could you just give us an account as to the front runners that you already made mention of? Yeah, so, um, of course, um, Bola Ahmed Tinibu was the governor of Lagos State from, two, from 1999 to 2007. And he allegedly, is allegedly the one that been, say, in endorsing the subsequent governors up to now, he's, he's been said that he's in charge of Lagos. And the fact that um, the Labour Party uh, was able to defeat Dollar uh, Metinibu in Lagos State only shows one thing. Only, only confirms that um, uh, there is an increased consciousness among young people wanting to vote. And then a lot of activities happened in the last couple of years. There is what we call the NSAS protest. It was a protest against police brutality. It went bloody and it, it was the major highlight of it was in Lagos where young people were reportedly attacked. So this may have influenced, impacted on people's voting decisions. And currently, there is also the issue around the Nera, the strategy of Nera notes. Nigeria has recently uh, redesigned its uh, currency, and then, but however, the new currency has been scarce, and people do not have access to it. And this has had some level of black backlash on the ruling party, and it has impacted on people's uh, voting uh, voting decisions. So again, there is issue around false strategy. So the economy generally and the security and the recent protests in, uh, two years ago may have impact on, um, on people's decision to actually vote on, on, on election day. It actually came as a surprise that um, uh, the Labour Party uh, candidate who, who is actually from southeastern Nigeria could actually be able to win, to actually be able to win, uh, defeat Bola Metinibu in Lagos. It's also important to add that uh, people from mainly from uh, southeastern Nigeria are mainly domiciled in Lagos. They are known for their their business activities. So they, are, uh, they have a good number of them in, in Lagos. So we didn't be surprised again that they came out in mass to vote for uh, the Labour Party. So these are signs that oh, young people or some part of some uh, some Nigerians are actually. Uh, tired of the, the Bola Tinubu dynasty in, in Lagos State, or they are willing, they are willing and ready to either take uh, other decisions or vote for uh, other candidates. So this is the situation uh, as regards to how uh, Labour Party defeated the ruling party in the Lagos State. Despite how the election itself turns out, this is the final question. What remains as a challenge for the candidate who will prevail as president for the state of Nigeria? Let's talk about Nigerian economy. Let's talk about Nigerian standing in the region and on the continent and perhaps where she can exert her influence, she being the nation itself, exert her influence as a big country on the continent and one that has got an important role to play in the continent's development and, of course, some of the very systemic issues that Nigeria continues to be plagued by, particularly its public administration. Do you want to share some light on that or shed some light on that? I beg your pardon. Yeah, sure. 
Importantly, um, the country has been battling with the array of insecurity, ranging from terrorism, banditry, kidnapping, among others. It has been a, a major challenge in the last decade. Uh, the contested or campaign on the mantra of fighting insecurity and corruption, but unfortunately, is um, it's he's living he's living in, in two three months time and the situation has not uh, necessarily gotten uh, better. So the issue around insecurity uh, uh, is a major, it has been a major challenge, and whoever would be marked would have his hand full as regards uh, insecurity. And then, of course, corruption has become systemic around all um, agencies uh, in Nigeria. It's more like a structural issue. It's become a systemic issue, and... Uh, it's something uh, we actually need to fight. The current president also came in on the matter of fighting corruption. But as people will say, that um, uh, actually people will say that corruption actually fought back or the system actually swallowed uh, uh, the, his aim to fight uh, corruption because it has become engraved into the system. It has become a major challenge. And this has also affected the economy. Nigeria is among the largest producer of oil in uh, crude oil in in the continent unfortunately uh we still battle to get uh fuel to get refined fuel because we do not have a functional refinery in the in the in the country this is partly due to the fact that um uh, people that are importing this uh, refined fuel from other countries have uh have impacted on the system to the extent that we could not either fix our existing refineries actually uh, uh, build a new refinery. So this, the country has been battling with issue around corruption, and the economy has been down. And then again, a major for, a source of foreign exchange earnings is actually this food oil, only the, uh, the food oil. Again, we have a lot of opportunities, a lot of raw materials like cocoa, uh, other form of raw materials that could, we could have harnessed to actually... Uh, to actually Export and make more forex earnings. Unfortunately, uh, the engaged, um, the economy has not been as uh, at, at, its, at its best, and this is uh, largely due to corruption that has been engaged in the system. So, any candidate that would be imagined would have his hands full around uh, uh, re-energizing the economy and fighting um, insecurity because there is no country that can be developed without um, without uh, effective or adequate um, security. Of course, there are other sectors that have major challenges, electricity sector, education and health sector, but again, the key issue is around um, insecurity and fighting corruption and re-energizing the economy, ensuring that the country has um, uh, a high uh, gross domestic product, ensure that the country the, the value of the country's currency uh, actually becomes better. At the moment, we have um, the Naira, the Nigerian currency, the Naira is like um, 700 Naira to $1. This has become also a major challenge when it comes to uh, importing uh, products, which would make those products more expensive, unfortunately. So that anyone that would emerge has a handful around... Um, fighting corruption and actually fighting um, insecurity in Nigeria.
Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time there, my brother. We certainly do appreciate your time. And it's a pity we couldn't quite get the full-on conversation because of the technical challenges. You tried your best. We did too. And that's as much as anybody can be required to offer. Mr. Moshud Issa, media officer at Yaga Africa, giving us an account of the latest developments in Nigeria following the closure of the polling stations as they take to the general election and some of the issues that certainly shall be faced by the incumbent not long from now when he is confirmed. I say he because I don't understand there to be a female or a woman in the running for the presidency.